Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to the third episode on Inflow Radio. My special guest star surfer today is Dr. Jeanette Tapia, and we're going to talk about the energy of the back and overall health and the history of chiropractic therapy. So last week I was talking to my friend Julia on the show, and you can find the archive uh, up on inflowradio.com, and we were talking about meditation practice and kind of how it sort of happens for us, and uh, you'll notice that uh, when you are meditating or in deep prayer, that sometimes you'll feel these sort of subtle energies sort of pulsing up and down the spine. Sometimes they go over your head or on top of your head. And sometimes it tingles, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's hot. You know, we all have our different ways our body communicates with us. And so over time, you can kind of tell when the energy is not moving as fast or it's hard to follow. Maybe it disappears on you. Um, and so you kind of start to notice, like, wow, there's stuff going on with my body that uh, I might want to know more about. And so one of the ways you can do that is with um, finding out more about chiropractic different therapies or modalities or actually seeing a chiropractor. And I actually thought I knew all about it until I broke my leg a while back and uh, I needed some help sort of getting back into realignment. And uh, that kind of started my chiropractic journey. And obviously, I've done all sorts of things like acupuncture and all this, well, many other things. Um, but this was the first time this lifetime that I've been sort of working with uh, chiropractic therapies. And I didn't just go to one particular one. I've gone through a couple. <laughs> so, Jeanette Tapia, thanks so much for joining us on Surfing the Psychic Waves. So, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here, serving the ways with us. So, Dr. Tapia, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you sort of arrived into the chiropractic field, and maybe you could talk a little bit more about what kind of chiropractic therapy you work with. You know, that's, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, my chiropractic journey began as a chiropractor before I was even a chiropractic patient, which is uh, actually kind of backwards to how most people find um, chiropractic. And I uh, knew I was really good with my hands since I was a teenager. And I knew I wanted to use them specifically um, in healthcare. And I had a background in nutrition and was working in the hospital setting and so on. But I didn't really feel like that was enough. Lo and behold, in my early 30s, I decided to go back to school and enrolled in chiropractic school. And I think I'd only been adjusted one time prior to that. So it's not like I had an extensive background in it. And so I found myself in chiropractic school. And that's really when I learned more, more about it, you know, as I was going through it. And then, of course, I started getting, getting adjusted. So I didn't have a health crisis. My dad wasn't a chiropractor. Neither was my uncle. I'm the first chiropractor in my family. And so it was just basically because I knew I really... Uh, wanted to work with my hands and I knew I was good with my hands. And so yeah. whether it was massage or something else, I just knew I had to use them. Yeah. Sounds like you're a little bit of a healer. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just a little. (coughs) Excuse me. Absolutely. I, I, and in chiropractic school, I started getting adjusted and so on. And so, you know, practiced all the different techniques, went to all the seminars, went to all the different um, types of doctors within chiropractic and found my way to a technique called NUCA. So NUCA, I think, is the National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. It sounds like a big word. Um, <laughs> it, it is. But it's yeah, not it's, new. It's, it's totally not new. It's, you know, we celebrated its 50th anniversary a couple of years ago. And it's not new at all. And it is a long word. It is a long word. It's an acronym. And, um, you know, National Upper Cervical Chiropractic Association. Basically, upper cervical means upper neck. And, um, and I found, I found NUCA as a, um, chiropractic student because I actually started developing a lot of pain in my body and as a chiropractic student, and you can imagine we practice on each other. We have to learn somehow, right? So (laughs) we're kind of beating each other up a little bit. And, um, I was waking up in a ton of pain and I'd never had back pain prior to that. So I was super confused. I was super nervous because I thought, heck, if I can't help myself in the world, am I going to graduate and help other people? Wow. So tell me more about NUCA and this like upper cervical piece. Yeah. So NUCA is a a technique that is very gentle. It's very specific. And we basically get your head on straight over your body. And we do that by taking really specialized um, x-ray films to see the relationship between the head and the body and the neck specifically. And if you know, if you look in the mirror next time you're in the bathroom, you'll see that you may have like head tilt to one side or the other. If you look at old photographs, you're like, why am I always tilting my head to the right? Um, And so what we do is we look at your, you know, a patient specific anatomy and are able to adjust, um, adjust you. So your head and neck are in alignment. So you have better blood flow to the brain. You have better CSF flow. And obviously and CSF you're not walking. Flow. Yeah, better cerebral, CSF flow. Cerebral yeah, spinal so, fluid I was talking about. <laughs> yes, exactly. So better cerebral spinal fluid flow. And um, so it's a really specialized technique. And, you know, most of the time when people meet me, you know, I was on an airplane this weekend and somebody's like, oh, you're a chiropractor. I could really use my, you know, neck cracked. <laughs> That's like a common thing that people say, but with Nuka, you, there is no cracking, there's no popping, there's no twisting. So it's very different, very unique, really, really gentle. And, um, you lay on your side and get adjusted with the really, like the adjustment itself. I mean, wouldn't you say, Christy, it kind of feels like almost like someone's taking your pulse, but on your neck. Yeah. Um, it, it's just kind of like somebody putting, their hand kind of like pointing to like a specific point on your head or your neck and holding it there for a little bit. It's so easy that it's, it's like, I really try to not think about it at all when it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. And I think it's really common. It's really, that's really common. Like, wow, you know, it, it, it does look really easy, but we come to like, we basically know where, you know, where to touch exactly and how to stand how the, doc- how the doctor or the chiropractor stands in relationship to the patient. And that's different and unique for everybody because everybody's anatomy 
is different. You know, we have different sizes, different builds, different size necks, different size bones. And um, so we get all of that information from the x-rays. And so from the outside, you know, looking in, you'd be like, well, gosh, they're doing the same thing. But it's actually quite different for everybody. And that information comes from, you know, the specific anatomy of your body. Yeah, I was really surprised, I think, just for what happened to me, how personalized it was. Um, And we talk about personalized medicine and, you know, that's certainly something that, you know, we think everybody should have at this point, you know, on the planet. And we're actually getting it in sort of different chiropractic offices all over the place. Um, And so I was really sort of impressed with like, wow, somebody's actually just only talking about what's happening to me and my, you know, head on top of my spine. So tell me about this one, is it a bone? It's called the atlas. Yes. And so the atlas is the first bone in your neck. It weighs about two ounces. So it's, it's pretty tiny and it sits right under your skull, right below, you know, your head. And it can move to the right, to the left. It can also rotate front or back. And so with Nuka, we take a look. Just talking about it, I want to like sit up really straight. (laughs) I know, right? It's like oscillating probably. Um, So, you know, we're really looking at like how how it's sitting inside of your body. And obviously that's different for everybody. And we measure it to the, you know, the one-tenth of a degree. Um, and so it's a, it's, it's a super important area. If you think of like Greek mythology, like, you know, Atlas holding up the world. Yeah. Um, and so it's the same thing, except it's holding up your world, which is your head, you know, your brain. And, um, and so that's Atlas. It's a tiny, tiny, delicate bone. And it has a, allows for a lot of range of motion so that when you're backing out of your driveway, you can turn and turn your head a lot, you know. Um, but at the same time, it makes the most susceptible area of the spine because of all of the mobility and the flexibility that it has. Yeah, I just find it so fascinating. And, and you realize how much you don't know about anatomy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it, it, I mean, it kind—I mean, not really, but it kind of looks like a little donut with wings, and right in the center it has a hole, and that's where like the continuation of the brain goes through. It's called the brainstem. It goes right through that very important bone, so it's a really important um, part of your body neurologically. And so I—I I mean, I—I I always think about it like, gosh, why doesn't everybody know about this? You know, it's such an important part. Like if you go out. And, and if you have the, an, you know, misfortune of getting in a bad car accident, the first thing paramedics do is put a cervical collar on you, right? Because they want to make sure that they're protecting your neck. And I just, you know, it's, I think more and more it's becoming more recognized. Like it's a really, you don't have to wait till you're in an accident or have a big fall or anything to take care of it. You can take care of it um, in advance. Yeah. I love the preventative part of the whole the whole office visit I just feel like I'm I'm on top of it like I am walking <laughs> in and we are taking care of business before anything weird happens um, so, t- <laughs> so tell me about other maybe clients in your practice that have had uh, other interesting stories of how Nuka has helped them and just so folks know um, your website is San Diego Nuka.com and that's San Diego N-U-C-C-A.com 
you can find out more about the practice there. Um, but tell me about other folks that might have experienced different things and how Nuka has helped. That's a great question. You know, I'll share I'll share um, our office manager's story. You know, because it's super common for people to have headaches, and we hear this you know, all the time, like, oh yeah, I get headaches. And oftentimes we'll dig a little more. And um, so in her case, for example, she was getting headaches uh, very often and she started, she applied for a job and she got hired. In fact, she's coming on her four-year anniversary um, next week. And she started, she, you know, we offered chiropractic care to her when she started working for us and got to know her a little bit more, you know, her health history more. And so she was started telling us that she'd get headaches often. And so we, we asked her, you know, like how often is often? Because often to you, Christy, might be like, you know, once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but in her case, um, it was every day. And she was taking painkillers every single day. And that had become normal. And so although it was very common for her to get a headache, you know, headache, it also had become normal. And of course... If, you know, you really sit down with someone, you would, they would probably agree after asking a couple of questions, like, it's not normal that you have to take Advil every day, you know? Um, and so in her case, she was getting headaches every day, and they had been going on for over 10 years. Oh and so God. it started when she was about 10 years old. So if you can go back and think of, like, what your life was like when you were 10 years old and what it would have been like to have a headache every day. And so um, what she shared with us was that, you know, she start, was, wasn't doing really great in school because her head was pounding every day. Um, didn't really want to listen to the teacher. Didn't really want to be in school. And, of course, instead of being outdoors and playing, she was indoors a lot. She was, you know, in her room a lot. And so um, when she started working for, you know, fast forward, um, she starts working for us. We start, she starts getting adjusted. And... Even though she'd hear other patients share their stories, she'd be like, wow, I'm getting less headaches, you know, and it's kind of hard to, it was, I think it was kind of hard for her to own, like, wow, this could, this could be part of my healing too, you know, it just become so uh, part of her routine to take medications every day and kind of living a suboptimal kind of numb, numbness, if you will, you know, to just kind of dull, dull the ache. Um, So... Now, you know, um, she started working with this, like I said, almost four years ago. And, of course, it's very rare when she gets a headache now. And um, she was just sharing with me just the other day, like, how much she would spend on, you know, going to Target and buying. Um, the giant Advil. <laughs> all the pills, you know what I mean? Like, the, the jumbo size. Um, and so, um, you know, she's fully alive. She's very present. I mean, if you go to the office, she's just super shiny and bright. Um, and more important, like she's super, she has a very active social life now. She's now 25 and she uh, is just like, I had no, she had never connected chiropractic or NUCA because she didn't even know what it was before working with us, you know, with headaches. She was like, I didn't know this could, I didn't know chiropractic could help with that. Um, and yeah. she, she does... She's like, why didn't somebody tell my parents or tell me or, um, which is part of why I wanted to do the show. So people know. Yeah. I mean, I thought I knew and I knew nothing. 
until, <laughs> until I actually got adjusted. And I was like, oh, this is what they're talking about. This is the back cracking thing. Because that's how I started kind of more of a traditional kind of approach, um, which was great in the beginning. And then over time, I was like, hmm, maybe th- I could do something a little more gentle or less. I don't know. It felt a little invasive. And so I started to look for another uh, type of chiropractic. But um, but yeah, uh, how did it start? So how did just chiropractic as a whole start? You know, um, it's it's actually interesting. Um, has a really interesting history. So the founder of chiropractic, his name is uh, D.D. Palmer. And he was already a healer. He already had a, a successful practice. He practiced magnetism. And he, um, you know, it had nothing to do with magnets. It was more like energy work. I liken it to something like in current times would be similar to maybe Reiki a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so he was already, he was already, you know, seeing patients and helping people. And um, the janitor in his office building was deaf, Harvey Lillard. And he, he noticed a part of Harvey's spine, you know, just looked out of place. And so he, <laughs> he adjusts a very rudimentary, uh, in a very rudimentary way, he adjusted Harvey and Harvey recovered his hearing. Wow. I so, know. But this is like an 18 something. Is that right? Right. 1895. 1895. Okay. And so. That he, would never fly he, today. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hold on. Let me just, let me just push on this bone real quick, you know? And um, so he, he recovered his hearing, which was amazing. And he'd been deaf for a long time. And Harvey remembered hitting, hitting his body. And that's what had caused the deafness, but he, you know, he didn't know how to undo that, if you will. And he'd been deaf for for many years and um, he recovered his hearing. So here is Dee Dee Palmer. He's thinking, ha, I've discovered the cure for deafness. Wow. I know. And so he, he started, you know, you know, telling people he knew how to cure deafness in essence. And, you know, you know, people started coming to him and of course he would do the same thing. And guess what? They were still deaf. Mm. And so uh, over time, the profession um, developed and, you know, that's what Harvey needed. But it's like I said, everybody's anatomy is different. Everybody's body is different because we're dynamic beings. And um, his son, BJ Palmer, was actually the one that really developed the profession to what we know it today. He he, is, he did a lot of research. He really moved the first chiropractic school, which was in, uh, still is in Davenport, Iowa, and really developed a curriculum. And the majority of the first chiropractic students were medical doctors and other healers, people that were already seeing patients, and they were just going to add this to their practice. And um, you know, it was it was basically like uh, really. Uh, putting the building blocks of what, you know, the current profession now. And B.J. Palmer was a very eccentric um, individual. He loved the circus. He loved philosophy. And he (laughs) loved the circus. That's hilarious. (laughs) I did not expect that. (laughs) He did. He loved it. He was very, he traveled a lot. He was, he was a really interesting individual. And I believe that if it wasn't for, Dee Dee's son, BJ, 
chiropractic wouldn't exist today. I think when, I really think it would have kind of died down, if you will. Yeah, I think you were talking about like the wives of the chiropractic students could take the classes too. I think right. That. So I I've studied a lot of philosophy, chiropractic philosophy, and uh, one of the things I ran across in some of the old texts um, because BJ wrote I don't know how many dozens of books. They're called the Green Books, and in there, I found um, like old, um, and you know, in other philosophy books as well. I what I ran across was an old ad, like almost it looked kind of like a newspaper ad, and it it said, "put." It was like putting him through, or putting her through. And I thought, okay, what's that? So I started reading it, and basically, what it was is that, um, let's say, you know, you lived um, in a small town, and you had been helped by chiropractic, you would. Um, go to chiropractic school, and it was usually men. They'd start chiropractic school, and they'd go through through um, the, the coursework, and then they would go home. But they would be the only chiropractor in their town, so there was no one taking care of them. And so the chiropractor didn't have a chiropractor, mm-hmm. if you will. And so over time, what um, they developed was this program of you know having the chiropractor's wife attend a chiropractic school alongside her husband so that when they were done and they went back home to, you know, wherever they were from, small town usually, they would have a personal chiropractor and it was usually the wife. And um, it was, you know, and I don't, and I don't even think they charged the second student, <laughs> the, the spouse, because they just, BJ wanted the chiropractor to be getting adjusted and to be clear themselves um, and what was happening is they, they were helping, you know, hundreds and thousands of people, but they, they didn't have the same benefit. And so I thought that was a really cool, um, piece to, to the education in chiropractic is that, you know, it started as a very male dominated, um, profession. And it was that way for a long time. And some of these women would not professionally practice themselves, but they were adjusting their husbands. So That's that really, really cool. cool. And progressive. Yeah. I thought so, too. Yeah. So let's take a little break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about green books and magnetism and what other, tra- where, where else we can travel. Cool. <laughs> okay. This is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing, on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves, and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. Hi, 
Hi, this is Christy Walsh, and you are surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com. My special guest today is Dr. Jeanette Tapia. You can find out more about her and her chiropractic practice at sandiegonuca.com, and that's sandiegonuca.com. So welcome back, Dr. Tapia. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi. So we've been talking about kind of the origins of chiropractic therapy um, with Dee Dee Palmer and I think his son, B.J. Palmer. Um, and it sounds like uh, B.J. Palmer uh, wrote like many different kinds of philosophy books. And maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that. I think they're called the Green Books you mentioned. Right, right. He did. He wrote, he was an extensive um prolific writer and he wrote everything down he did a lot of research too um but he you know if you go to a chiropractor today christy if they start talking like about i mean we can talk about it here because you know we're <laughs> more for the psychic ways. <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously if you they're not likely going to be talking about chiropractic philosophy with you because they don't want to turn anybody off they're you know, a lot of times patients are going in because they can have neck pain or back pain. They're not thinking about psychic anything, right? So, um, but yeah, it's it really is, has a super grounded philosophy. And I've sometimes wondered, like, I wonder if other professions have, have what chiropractic um, has as far as philosophy is concerned. But ultimately, when you, you know, read all the books and you break it down, the chiropractic philosophy is way more than any kind of ache or pain. That usually is what brings a patient to the office. But if we look deeper, it's really connecting the person to their own inborn wisdom, what we call innate intelligence. And there is, in chiropractic philosophy, there is a universal intelligence that makes a seed become an apple tree Mm -hmm. to, you know, basically uh, determine the, waves of the ocean, you know, the tides, if you will. And um, BJ would say that in a chiropractic adjustment, in a nutshell, connects man the spiritual with man the physical. And, you know, that might be too far out there for a lot of people, but that's really the the truth of true, true chiropractic, um, of how the profession was born. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, heck, if I walked into a chiropractic practice and they told me that I'd be like, sign me up where now I start. I would have gone a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And so, but I think, you know, and that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, that's not what's driving someone into the office. So it's like, people don't want to step in any toes, but it really is a very philosophically sound profession. So I kind of wondered like, do dentists have that physical therapy? I don't know. Yeah. So, so what is what is it about sort of like the magnetism and the innate and universal energies? Like, what happens to you when you're working on someone? So, uh, for most people, chiropractic is a mechanical, physical thing because we have a you know three dimensional body. Yeah. Um, but for me, what I feel is, you know, speaking about the nervous system, is the most powerful adjustments I've ever received as a patient. What I have experienced, and I'll share with you what I feel too as a chiropractor, um, is 
as a patient, I have just felt like a lightning bolt, you know, move through my, in, down and up my spine, um, shoots out my head, and it's uh, almost a euphoric feeling. And it doesn't happen all the time. You know, um, it's happened a couple of times specifically that I can remember. And I just felt really grounded and really connected. And if we want to think of that more scientifically, is that the nervous system is an electrical highway. And the more clear the impulses from the brain to the body and from the body back up to the brain are, you know, traffic jams, if you, know, mm-hmm. if you can think of it that way, the clearer your body is. And that, that's what I have felt as a patient. And it was always with, um, in a, with a chiropractor that, you know, had really clear intentions and wasn't thinking about what he was having for dinner or something else. He was really present with me. So for me as a chiropractic patient, it's always been more than just bones or physicalness of it. It's also been on the energetic plane. And when I've received an adjustment that has been really powerful. And so um, I can also share with you what it's like when, as a chiropractor, you know, adjusting. Yeah. So, you know, there is the healing element to it also. I mean, if you're a natural born healer, it's just kind of going to come out. Right. You're working on someone <laughs> in some way, you know. Um, right. Right. So what I like, what I uh, feel when I'm adjusting and it, it, it was, it was even happening before I practiced Nuka. Um, I would feel like I would really, I would really center myself and really be, you know, have a real clear intention of like, you know, this, this person got up, took a shower, put their makeup on, got dressed, got in their car, drove to the office took time out of their life to be here with me because they need help. Like I better be present. (laughs) I better deliver, you know? And so, um, that's where I'm, you know, where I'm coming from. And from there, just really thinking about the intention of the physical and the spiritual connection. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have symptoms. You're not going to hurt instantly. I mean, again, we still have a body to deal with. But with that intention of delivering that through my hands, you know, through that, um, and it's not coming from me. It's coming from up above somewhere through me. I'm just a channel. Yeah. It's going through me into the patient for the, you know, for the best possible healing outcome. So do folks see colors and, you know, do they see pictures or energy? How do they... Um, does that happen or it's all sort of happening so fast? So what patients say, what that, you know, what they've said to me, um, oftentimes is they, they do feel that euphoria, you know, and sometimes they'll even say like, whoa, I feel like I just smoked a joint or something like that. Cause that's what they can, you know, connect it with. Um, but it, they sometimes will feel euphoric. Sometimes they'll say that they see colors are brighter, you know, like they'll go outside and go, oh my gosh, the trees are so green. Um, sometimes there'll be changes in hearing and they'll be like, I just hear things so clearly. Other things they'll say is that they feel very, very peaceful. They feel very, very peaceful. And sometimes it can be as simple as like, wow, I feel very sleepy because if they've gone into a parasympathetic state because most of the time we're so wound up. Um, but after the adjustment, they'll say like, oh, I just feel so calm. Um, 
which is why we recommend patients rest after they get adjusted. And so everybody's different. Everybody kind of needs something a little bit different, you know, and like I see colors, I feel very calm. I feel very peaceful. I get sleepy and it can change. Um, other patients will say like that they literally physically feel that, um, this is a fancy term, the intracranial pressure. So the pressure in their head will actually release. And one patient in particular that I'm thinking about, she'll say she feels like, I almost feel like, like when you flush a toilet, like it just like <laughs> flushes down because uh, the, the cerebral spinal fluid, um, the CSF was jammed and stuck and not, you know, if you kind of sludgy around the brain and she literally feels that release and um, she gets up and she's like, my vertigo has gone. <laughs> and so everybody's different. Everybody's a little bit different. Yeah, I think um, the personal sort of element to this whole practice is is really intriguing. I, I do know that um, I was pretty surprised because I thought I was going for a chiropractic adjustment when I first went. Um, and it was kind of more sports medicine type chiropractic. Like that's sort of how it felt to me. Um, and then uh, the guy that I was seeing, chiropractor, doctor, was sick or something or, and wasn't going to be in the office. And so his dad, who was the chiropractor that originally started the practice, he was filling in and I went to him and it was like, oh, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I'm like all sorts of other stuff was happening. So I thought, wait a minute, like this guy was all Mr. Sports Medicine. And this other one is like Mr. Healer. I'm seeing colors. You know, I was like hot and then cold and then I could feel stuff moving around and I'm like, he's doing something else. So I, <laughs> it just sort of occurred to me like, oh, it could be different. And then, you know, over time I, I eventually found my way to, to a new good practice. So uh, I think it's just fascinating that there's so many ways that um, this sort of modality can be practiced. And so I guess there's other kinds of chiropractic, like network. Right. There's dozens of chiropractic techniques. And so what I, what I tell patients is that, you know, it's kind of like sometimes patients will, or people that I meet on the street will say, oh, yeah, I went to a chiropractor once. Like they, like they tried it once and that's, you know, like it didn't work out or something. It's basically what I get. And I, my response is always like, that's like going to the dentist once and not, you just keep, you just find it, you keep going till you find the one you like and the one that, you know, works with you. Um, or, you know, like, like it, I went to the gym once, you know, like, well, maybe it wasn't the right gym or the right equipment or the right, <laughs> or like the right exercise, you know, you could be running, you could be playing basketball, you could play, you know, there's like a million different ways to exercise um, or different way. Lots, nowadays, of course, there's lots of different kinds of gyms, um, whether, whether it's like CrossFit or, you know, the kind that you go 24 hours and you have, you know, your own key to get in kind of thing. Um, but and it's in, and, and chiropractic is, is the same. I mean, there's dozens of techniques. And like I said before, everybody's different. Their body's different. And I, I find that some people, you know, really respond really well to traditional chiropractic care because they really want, like, they're like, crack my back right now. And they really want that. Um, and, you know, and then there's people like me. 
um, that like is a little bit more um, intuitive. Um, I, I just am like, I don't need something to be forceful for it to be effective. And so there's things like network, which is also, you know, very light. Um, there's the Gonstead technique. And a lot of the techniques are named after the doctor that developed them. So like Dr. Gonstead, for example, um, there's things like activator um, and or, you know, Thompson technique, which was by Dr. Thompson. So lots of different techniques. Um, but in most chiropractic techniques, we'll focus on the entire spine. And so uh, we choose to focus just on the upper neck. Not to say that we don't do other things, but we really focus on the upper neck because it's the area that is closest to your brain and therefore the most important. And I kind of liken the spine to like an electrical box. Mm-hmm. If you can pick, I mean, like if you could yeah. for a moment, just like picture all the switches. So your lights are out and you could go and push on all the different switches or you could go to the main, which is what Atlas is. Atlas is the main. And so for us, we're like, well, heck, let's just specialize and focus on that because it's the most important. And so tons of additional training and education and seminars and conferences, really learning the anatomy closer than what is taught in chiropractic school. Um, and to, to really develop our knowledge, to know, you know, something's not working, like, why not? Let's order an MRI or let's order a CT scanner, like really be able to help the patient the best we can. So lots of different techniques. This is just the one that basically chose, um, chose me because um, it helped me personally as a patient. So who were the folks that started that, this actual practice um, for Anuka? Like, for Anuka? How, is that, how did they figure out, like, oh, we better look at the atlas? <laughs> right. So BJ Palmer was all about the atlas. He was really big into upper cervical care. And, again, upper cervical just means upper neck. He was really into it. In fact, for a long time at um, Palmer Chiropractic you know, Palmer College, um, they only, BJ only allowed Atlas work to be taught. So there was a whole generation of chiropractors that that's all they were taught. Um, A lot of controversy around that because that's not how the school started. It was a full spine approach and then it became, you know, an upper cervical approach. And um, Dr. Ralph Gregory, um, the founder of NUCA, it's not called the Gregory Technique because he didn't want it to, you know, he wanted it to live on past his life. Mm-hmm. And he, he had health issues. And so he um, was helped, you know, by chiropractic. And so he graduated and he started practicing. And he, he was an engineer too. So he started kind of tinkering around his office. of Like, well, what if I do this? And what if I do that? What if I take x-rays like this? And so he really was, um, had an engineer brain. And he started um, researching and trying different things out. And lo and behold, before you know it, a lot of other chiropractors were his patients. And they started clamoring and saying, Dr. Gregory, teach us what you're doing. Because they were getting the benefit as a patient. But they saw like something bigger. um, And they saw the results he was getting. And they were saying, we want to learn what you are doing, like teach us. And I think he resisted that for a bit, but ultimately um, he did. He did start teaching what he was doing to a group of chiropractors. The very, you know, I'm going to leave this, the very first meeting 
was at a Howard Johnson hotel and (laughs) (laughs) super classy. And, um, and so he started, you know, he started teaching and, um, a lot of those chiropractors are still alive today, practicing still. I don't think they'll ever retire. And, uh, so he, he, he was like, I don't want it to be the Gregory technique. I really want it to live on. And so he formed, um, you know, over time, the NUCA organization um, was uh, developed and formed. And since then, there's been a board of directors. And you are nominated and voted, in, you know, to the board like any organization. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's no longer with us, but the work itself is still there. And it's still growing. It's still developing. There's a branch of NUCA called NUCRA, which is the research arm. So, like, right now, they're really researching um, uh, migraines, for example. Uh, for a while, they were researching blood pressure, lowering high blood pressure. And so, there's a whole research arm as well. And so, I love it because I love science, but I also love the energy work. And so, for, for, for me, I've been able to kind of marry both, if you will, with this technique, that's, that was very long-winded. Sorry. That was, that's really amazing. But I, I want to get back to the blood pressure piece. So mm-hmm. we hear about that a lot. Um, you know, there's different medications. There's different ways to sort of work with that. But how does, how does your back have anything to do with blood pressure? <laughs> like, you know, it's like I just missed every single anatomy class ever because now I want to know how it all connects. So please enlighten me. <laughs> right. So remember I was saying that Atlas is kind of like, um, kind of sort of like a donut, not really, but kind of like a little donut with wings and that the brainstem goes right through there. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, the brainstem, um, uh, has, it's basically a continuation of the brain and it has a huge neurological impact. And so things like respiration, breathing, heart rate, pulse, digestion, and blood pressure are regulated neurologically at that level. So it's like if anything's kinked up or rotated or not in its right place, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me that there would be dysfunction in the system, you know, whether it be high blood pressure or something else. And so Dr. Dick Holtz, um, one of, you know, Dr. Gregory's students, um, he, he was like, you know, he started seeing that he was getting reductions of high, you know, blood pressure, um, in his patients. So he conducted a study. It's actually a pretty well-known study that the result of, and it doesn't happen every time. So it's like, it's not a panacea for blood pressure, but it can happen that a NUCA adjustment is just as effective as two blood pressure medications. Because it releases, it relieves the intracranial pressure and it regulates blood flow, you know, takes the pressure off the brainstem. And of course, CSF flow is better too. So it's an indirect benefit, if you will. Wow. I know. It's really cool. But then, I, you know, we hear things like, I'm sleeping better at night. I'm no longer constipated. You know, like all kinds of things that you're like... People think, like, what does that have to do with chiropractic? But chiropractic is more about the nervous system and function, the communication between, 
your brain telling your liver how to work or your heart or your lungs or your intestines than the actual, you know, bones themselves. And so it's really about the, the nervous system communication and also the body back up to the brain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fascinating <laughs> how our bodies it, came it. to be in the first place because there's so much going on. And, you know, as an energy healer myself, I've looked at cells and the energy of the cells and mm-hmm. things coming in and going out and all that. But, you know, I just only until recently had I really started to look at this space. And actually how I started with meditation was somebody talking about the benefits of meditation and cerebral spinal fluid. And I'm like, that came back to me. Like, I remember that, you know, a, co- a week ago when I was asking you about it. And um, I just, it's just kind of interesting that somebody said this a long time ago, but it took this long for me to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there. It's so cool. Like they have. Um, every time I see it, it's like I'm like a kid with a cartoon or something. They'll, you know, a functional MRI. So it's like a live picture, if MRI, if you will, and you'll see the CSF flow like uh, really slow and stagnant, and it's kind of gunky. And then, and that's before an adjustment. And you know, I've seen these like at conferences and so on. We don't have. Um, these fancy MRI machines, usually in a chiropractic office. Um, and it's like really like, oh, it's almost painful to watch because the CSF is what gives the brain the nutrients it needs and, you know, carries the, brings in the nutrients, carries away the waste. And it, it's a, it's, it should be moving properly. So you see that picture and then the patient gets adjusted and then you, they do it again, you know, and they do the functional MRI again, and it's just flowing, smooth. It just makes me yum, you know, feel like yummy and fuzzy inside. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, everybody needs to have their, you know, like should have that. And um, and so there's just so much more than we actually know, you know. And we're this is, I think, just the tip of the iceberg. The other thing I find fascinating is how often I've heard you say, "Oh, I have this class." Oh, I have this class. Oh, I'm doing this class. I'm I'm out to Chicago this weekend. I have this class coming up. So, yeah. Dr. Tapia, just how many classes does do chiropractors take? Like they never are out of school. I know. Well, we do have to take continuing education classes. It's required to you know maintain our license. But my husband and I, we we go a little bit crazy with the classes because I, I find that you know you can't help but like be with a patient and you're like, what else can I know? And not just know, but apply um, to be able to help someone because it's, um, the need is so high sometimes that you're just trying to almost like play private investigator to really get down, especially if someone's been all over town and seen every possible doctor that, um, that we should know more. And so, Lots of additional, like for example, NUCA meets twice a year. We have a conference twice a year. And then, of course, there's um, a diplomate program in upper cervical care. That's uh, been a three-year-long program. And, you know, whiplash classes because guess what? You're in a car accident. All kinds of things can go wrong with your head and neck. And so uh, constantly learning um, because we can't, because, you know, our 
our, the science changes. So we really need to stay on top of it. So tell me about uh, the practice as a whole. Um, we just sort of breezed over your husband, but <laughs> that's your partner in the practice, Dr. Young. So maybe you could tell me a little bit more about his tough cases. He seems to be like the investigative reporter. Very, very much so. You're right. Um, I, uh, my husband is my business partner, um, and um, his name is Dr. Devin Young. He's a fantastic chiropractor. He, he really cares about his patients. So uh, one of the things I, you know, I, when I think of him, I think of like how he really has a holistic approach. Um, he's really athletic. He's really outgoing. He's very, very active. So for him, when he sees a patient, he's not just thinking about their XYZ symptom, whether it be vertigo or TMJ pain or headaches or migraines, et cetera. But he really sees them, you know, as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, as the CEO of the company, as an engineer, a teacher. Um, he, he really looks at how their health is affecting them. Their, number one, their quality of life, but also how much it's affecting like the different parts of their life, right? Whether it's at work or with the kids or, um, you know, if they're coaching little league, you know, softball or something like that, to be able to get them back to, you know, to full function, if you will. And so he's, he's really great at seeing the whole, whole picture. So if somebody wants to like get back to the gym and that's their goal, like he's really going to help them do that. Um, but like the best, you know, one of the best parts is that he really does get results. You know, it's not just all talk and fluff. Um, so like one of his cases is, um, like he's really fantastic with TMJ issues. Um, so and TMJ, could you remind me? Yeah. So TMJ stands for temporal mandibular joint. And we all have TMJ because we have two of them, one on each side of, you know, our jaw. Um, so oftentimes somebody would say, oh, I have TMJ. Well, we, we all do, but like TMJ pain or TMJ, just, you know, dysfunction. Um, so like anytime you chew, like even right now, Anytime you chew, you talk, you swallow, you bite, you breathe, sometimes just like laying still just by swallowing your saliva, you're using that joint. And so it can be super debilitating. It can like do clicking and popping and all kinds of weird things. And so anytime you eat or you're drinking a glass of water or something like that, it can be very painful. So he had this patient that had already been to, you know, the regular dentist, a specialty dentist the general, you know, medical doctor in ENT because it's right close to the ear, you know, nose, throat, still having lots of issues. And so um, he was able to help, and he's able to help lots of people like this, but he was able to help Anna really be able to use her mouth properly because she had a, you know, her head was tilted to one side. So it's putting unequal pressure on those joints. And so, you know, just by getting the head on straight over her body, it took that pressure off. So it was a significant help for her so that she didn't have to think at every meal, like if she was going to be okay, or if she was going to wake up with her jaw locked up in the middle of the night. And so some, you know, these tiny little joints can create a lot of problems. So he's really like able to help her to, you know, not have to be thinking, have that in the back of her mind all the time of like, when's, when's the next thing going to, you know, What's, what, when it's going to, excuse me, get locked up again or be, 
you know, bothering me again, you know, maybe at lunch with my friends or, um, so not really having to think about that. Um, but really, really great, um, results for that. And it can be life changing. And so just getting out of pain is life changing. Right. Right. No, sometimes the low grade pain until it goes away. And then you're like, Hey, I feel really different. No, totally. It's a pain is a tricky thing. It it, it really it really messes with your brain. Um, but that makes so, so much more sense now <laughs> <laughs> because it's right. all connected. And I guess you know. I guess one of the big takeaways today is that uh, I obviously need a couple of anatomy courses anyway, just because I want <laughs> that now. But uh, it is all your body is talking to everything in it all the time, and so why wouldn't you know, pain be sort of pointing out like, hey, we got to do something, people. Somebody's got to work on me somehow, <laughs> whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, the body like sends you little smoke signals, says, hey, look at me, look at me. And sometimes we don't want to listen because, you know, we're stubborn. And then all of a sudden you hit a brick wall and it's like, oh, hold on. Okay, I should pay attention. And so, and not always, we don't always get to that point, you know. But it is kind of a way, it's your, it's your, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, whether it's TMJ or headaches, your body's trying to say something's not right. And, it, and, it's, and Nuka is so gentle that for me, it's a no-brainer, no pun intended, um, <laughs> to, to, you know, to explore something that's so gentle, like you said, non-invasive and so personalized. I mean, really getting to look... Um, look at you, you know, versus your neighbor or, or, you know, somebody across the street. It's, it's very personalized, not just the, not just the adjustment itself, but also the approach, you know, and finding the right doctor, finding yeah. the right doctor for you and for your energy field. So you can find out more about Dr. Jeanette Tapia at San Diego com. That's San Diego, N-U-C-C-A.com. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to talk about chiropractic, green books or anything, <laughs> send me an email at surfingthepsychicwaves at gmail.com. Uh, the show will be posted on SoundCloud and iTunes uh, pretty soon. And thanks so much for tuning in to Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today, Christy Walsh. And uh, we'll be back next week. So thank you so much. And uh, so glad you could tune in to inflowradio.com. Thank you. Surfing the Psychic Waves with me today on InflowRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me Surfing the Psychic Waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com. 
the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.